Are You Data Smart? A weekly podcast on data security, information management, and all things related to the data you have, how to protect it, and maximize its value. I'm Jay Ward. And I'm Christian Ward. And today we're going to run through the recap from the Global Privacy Summit thrown by the IAPP. Took place in Washington, D.C. Jay, how was it? I didn't get to go. I'm jealous. How was it? It was was great. Um, It was 55 degrees, so I was in misery coming from Miami. But beyond that, it was a great experience. Um, Really capable people. um, And a lot of the regulators who are steering the GDPR through to the finish line on May 25th, um, among others. So it was a a really valuable experience and, and just, quite frankly, interesting to be around that many privacy professionals. So so set the stage for us. What are we talking about? You know, a few thousand people, a large, you know, one large main stage. What if we were there, what would we have seen as the main draw? Yeah, well the mosh pit was probably the biggest draw. <laughs> um it was, it was very well attended. Um, People so dressed was, like data breaches and slammed into each other? They did. There was a lot of slamming, a lot of baggy khaki pants. Um, <laughs> so there was a, um, a, a main stage where the headline speakers were, and um, Monica Lewinsky opened um, with a really powerful speech on uh, the nature of I, privacy. I, I saw a lot of the comments. People were kind of blown away and just how appropriate... Um, her story of, you know, essentially what's gone through her life by being sort of yeah. thrust into the public stage and what privacy means to an individual in that situation. It's very, very powerful. It was. And, you know, especially in this moment, it was really, you know, you remember she was 22 years old when this was happening. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, so the, the, the mainline speakers are there, including Vivian Redding, who basically is the you know was the driving force behind the GDPR, uh, and Birgit Sipel, who's also an MEP, uh, who is the lead negotiator for the e-privacy regulation, which is being delayed, but nevertheless they basically expect it to be compliant by May 25th. So there was plenty to talk about, and then there were breakout sessions and lots of vendors. Um, there was the privacy bash, which was you know like the nerd prom um, after the first day. Um, it was a great, great event. Lots of really good people to talk with. And, you know, the IAPP has really done a great job of bringing together, you know, the tech, the legal, the consulting, the operational, the security sides of privacy and security and making a forum for meaningful conversations. That's excellent. I, you know, I think it's 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 obviously a bunch of data nerds getting together. But what, what's what's fascinating about it is obviously the venue in D.C. Um, to have so many great international speakers discussing what the changes uh, with the privacy uh, regulation as well as the, the the GDPR is kind of a perfect setting to to sort of discuss the the differences that the different nations and regions view this with. But I want to jump in. You had done a post of um, you know some of the highlights that you saw. Or you took sort of five five main highlights and then uh, some some uh, very notable runner-ups. Um, but first off, the, the first one that you, you talked about was really about, you know, sort of um, what can we expect with GDPR? And I think there's a lot of people running around screaming that the house is on fire um, and the fines are coming, the fines are coming. Um, but but the reality is you, you heard some very interesting perspectives there. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the, interesting to say the least. So among the speakers were Helen Dixon, who's the Data Protection Commissioner for Ireland, um, 
Isabel Falk-Piorotin from Kniel in France, who was the head of the Article 29 Working Party, Vivian Redding, Brigitte Sipa, I mean, the, the lead names in Europe. Elizabeth Denning, who was uh, going to be there. She's the head of the Information Commissioner's Office in uh, the UK. She was dealing with Cambridge Analytica, which had just unfolded uh, before the conference began. So the regulatory leaders um, were there. And I think the, the first takeaway that I, that I had, and they were saying it loud and clear, was that the GDPR is about trust. They described a crisis of confidence. They described you know, the need for transparency and how, although there will be no grace period for application of the GDPR, which they were asked, I mean, no kidding, they were each asked two or three times, will there be a grace period? The answer was no. Um, Can't can imagine why people would ask that over and over again. <laughs> it's like they're nervous or something, I don't get <laughs> it. Um, but they, they said there's not gonna be a grace period, but as under the previous regime, diligence is really going to be key because what you want to do is demonstrate good faith and you know vivian redding in her speech in a it was just one of those classic moments where you're like you know europe is still europe she talked about incorporating the quote-unquote anglo-saxon model of accountability which I, I guess means you know like the americans the english and the germans were going to be holding people accountable um it's just i love when you know those those little bits of of distinct character of european countries shine through um but that's what we're looking at. We're looking at an accountability regime here. And, and even I, though you, I, I also like the joke by um, Andrea, um, where you talked about the two-day grace period. Yeah, there'll be a two-day grace period because the regulation goes into effect on a Friday. I mean, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> that's so brutally cold, but but honest. I know that's that the famed Austrian humor that everybody talks about. Um, so the there's not going to be a grace period, but it, it's really not from what I'm hearing from the regulators about slapping fines on immediately, though no doubt they're going to. Uh, I think for many, for most companies, it's going to be a question of they'll enforce it, but they'll enforce it um, in an attempt to, to create a com uh, an accountable, transparent, compliant industry. Well, and, uh, you know, as we're hearing and we're going to cover um, what is under the armor, uh, under armor's problem a little bit later on another uh, uh, podcast, you know, one of the questions that, that comes out is, you know, it's very easy to say that you're in control and that you can prevent breaches, but they're going to happen to everyone. Um, the, the reality of data storage, data solutions um, is that there are human elements involved, there's technical elements involved, um, but having an actual plan, it certainly seemed like from the comments on the social media feeds, while there is no uh, planned uh, grace period. Um, to your point, I think they are looking for um, an honest attempt um, to become not only compliant, but to really get behind the spirit of the message, which is having a really great privacy framework, response, and planning. And so um, that certainly is that's. Would you would you concur? That's definitely a message you heard. <laughs> I concur. Um, I think that um, <laughs> I think that that goes to some of the other points that I made in the blog. That you know, GDP. GDPR isn't the only thing going on, and there's a lot of confusion in the marketplace, um, but the goal has to be to create a workable, uh, transparent framework for dealing with data security issues if you want to at least avoid you know, the fine. You may not necessarily avoid involvement with the Data Protection Authority, um, but in some cases that may work out to your benefit, because if there isn't a fine and it's simply a, a, an effort to, to bring you into compliance, 
uh, that that's better. That's as good a grace period as you can hope for. So um, I, the, the takeaway for me was even if you haven't done anything, you need to start now. Start now. Really be diligent about it. Document the processes, and I think that will help get you where you need to be um, in the short and the medium term. Long term, I do think you need to have a robust plan. You need to, to really f- flesh out uh, an approach to data security that incorporates all of the principles of GDPR. But for now, it's okay to be working really hard to get there. Your second point or takeaway was really interesting to me, um, certainly coming from the technology world and the business side where, you know, um, getting the involvement of women at the highest levels of most areas of technology has certainly been a challenge um, to many in the industry for years. I was really pleased to see, and, and actually when discussing your first point, all of the names that you went through were women. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's an interesting and, and an opportune thing to be at this conference and to see that, you know, the leaders in the field, these are women. Um, and everybody is keyed into what they're saying and paying attention. And it's not something that, you know, we're, we're all talking about, like, you know, oh, you know, I guess we need to, you know, think about things differently or approach things differently. No, it was that these are the people who are leading the regulation these are the people who are setting the framework and they happen to be women um and it's a great thing to be able to see you know at least in you know one small area of of commerce and and regulation a place where um you know there's there's something more approaching parity um so i i was very excited i thought that was great i really thought that was something that spoke to um the way privacy professionals approach what they do uh and their approach you know it's such a new industry it's such a new field that you know hopefully we'll be able to avoid being saddled down with some of the you know the really nasty baggage of the way the law profession developed yeah you know i mean law firms still to this day are overwhelmingly um male at the top um technology look obviously the technology gap has been well documented so um number one great to hear that but number two really interesting to see the lineup of speakers and like you said the people at the forefront driving it um being essentially a very strong panel um of women so that that's that's certainly refreshing there there was also another thing that actually in some of those talks um provided by those leaders uh that you brought up which was a, a third point which was around just that there's a lot of confusion still out there um from the audience uh you know seeking guidance um what do you mean by that so there were some really trenchant questions i can recall one a woman was talking about well what if you know we market and sell our products to uh, people in china what if those chinese nationals go to europe and then they're technically in europe are we then all of a sudden subject to gdpr and the response was something along the lines of we have our our people looking into it and then she pressed a little bit harder like well who's looking into it and basically it was top men from raiders of the lost ark like there was no (laughs) (laughs) top men right so um there are still answers that no one has and there still are questions that have yet to be asked this is you know 
it hasn't gone into effect yet, but there's a lot of confusion about how various aspects of it are going to apply, how the e-privacy regulation is going to be enforced, you know, what type of representative do you, you know, do you need, um, you know, to make sure that you're fitting in with requirements for DPO versus European representative. There's a lot of sort of interstitial issues that have to be fleshed out um, before we have a, a crystal clear picture of the regulation. Uh, your, your next point was great, um, which I, I got a sense cause I saw a lot of the photos of, uh, the vendor floor, uh, clearly a lot of floor space, a lot of square footage. Um, you had pointed out that there's just no shortage of vendors. What did you, what did you see as a dominant theme of the vendors other than the really exciting riveting lawyer booths? Um, what were the actual sort of SAS or technologies that people were talking about? Uh, those lawyer booths are just where fun goes to die. I, mean, <laughs> I just, because I've sat in them before. And, you know, you just sit there and you have to talk about being a lawyer and nobody wants to talk to lawyers because why would you want to talk to us? Um, But it was, I think the dominant theme was something along the lines of our company, whoever it is, has come up with a customized solution for this particular issue. And a lot of times it was about breach response and a lot of times it was about um, the, the data audit, so your data inventory. But no matter what the vendor was or what the product was, it really was oriented towards the GDPR. This wasn't like general overall here, let's do talk about data sec or let's talk about you know how to hash information. No, this was about how do we come up with programs, SaaS or otherwise, that are GDPR compliant. And it's interesting because you know if you think back 15 years ago, there weren't conventions where people are like, oh, well, let's let's create apps that will make you socks compliant. And obviously, there weren't apps back then, but um, you know, other than an Applebee's. But so, what we have now is an entirely new framework where you're incorporating the innovative engine of the very industry that's being regulated to to take account of that innovation and the effects that it has on on individuals. I know that's super meta, but it's an interesting concept to me. Like, what's the relationship between using the tools of the information age to create privacy compliant solutions to the problems created by the tools of the information age? Yeah, it's very much like watching someone stand in a bucket and lift themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So knowing that, the, another element uh, that you talked about of just, you know, there are other things going on. So while the SaaS solutions and the vendors were certainly focused on GDPR, readiness, compliance, response, what it, what, what was the, the main um, thrust of things non-GDPR? What, were, what else were people talking about? Well, plenty. Um, you know, the regulations related to uh, PIPEDA and the right to be forgotten in Canada, or biometrics, or facial recognition technology for teens, or the technology concerns at the Federal Trade Commission. There, I mean, we could easily have filled the entire program of this event with non-GDPR related issues because there's so many of them. I mean, we could have had an entire session discussing the New York Department of Financial Services regulations that went into an effect in, in February. But, you know, this just happened to be the focus because we're leading up to GDPR. So I think the mistake that it's easy to make is to assume that the only thing in the world of data security to be aware of right now is GDPR. It's not. There are other countries that have laws of their own. You might not know it, but they're out there. The Japanese government, the Philippine government. I mean, like there's lots of laws 
aimed at data security that are that are coming into force now some of them driven by gdpr some of them a reaction to gdpr so i think it's important to remember that you can't just be focused on gdpr you need a, an approach to data security that comp that covers all of the jurisdictional bases and make sure that you're following all of the requirements both of your locality your industry your jurisdiction whatever Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's, that's a great recap. Um, I would certainly say, certainly sounds like congratulations to IAPP, um, the organization that put on the Global Privacy Summit. Certainly sounds like um, many people enjoyed it. A lot of, lot of good information and takeaway. Again, Joe, I said I couldn't uh, be with the rest of the data nerds and my brother there, but um, certainly sounds like you got quite a bit out of it. Yeah, it was absolutely, uh, it was really worth it. And um so, and the swag was good. That's always important. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the recap of the Global Privacy Summit uh, from, from Jay Ward, who attended. And thank you for listening to this episode of Data Smart. Thanks again. Thanks again.